Hello, hello. So I'm, I'm getting a bit excited and also like a bit ugh, because I just listened, I, I just uploaded the first uh, introduction thing on Spotify and it's up. It's actually up and it's like public. That's so weird. I try not to put too much information on myself, but if you know me, it's it's me. Like, I have a photo, basically the, f- um, the thing, it's like the, okay. <laughs> so... The title of my podcast is Let's Go. Because I'm like, I want to try something. So, let's go. Let's let's try it. Okay, so let's go. Eh, no, sorry. My title, the title of the podcast is... There's a description. Description is Let's Go. But the title of the podcast is POVs. Like, just point of views. Because I'm stating my point of view. It's very, it's very like... I mean, it's just duh. So, yeah, I didn't know what else to name it. So, yeah, POVs. The, f- the title of the first episode was First Step, literally. So, again, not literally what? But yeah, f- my first step. So, yeah, my description, I w- I'm rather proud of it. I, uh, my description is me explaining the whys and hows and we'll sees. And literally within the first 10 seconds, I said we'll see. So, I think that's... <laughs> but the, f- the, the, the very ugh thing is, my f- the photo that I used for the um, f- episode, the first episode... It, there's a border on the side that doesn't reach. If you see it, you know what I mean. So, yeah. But, it's okay. I'm still kind of happy it's up. <laughs> okay, so that aside, let's go to the content, shall we? So, like I said in the first episode, um, but basically what I said was, I, me, I'm just still thinking about how I want the content to be. Whether I want it to be like... Every week, around up, I say something about something, about, about the news, or do I want to just focus on a topic and just talk about it? But then as I was thinking about a second one, I, I thought that, oh, I mean, if it's like me speaking and uh, conveying my thoughts and perspectives and, okay, more of thoughts lah, conveying my thoughts on a certain thing, then it would be, it'd be better with someone, right? Not just me talking. So yeah, maybe I'll... I'll Ask a friend. Whoever's interested, let me know. Okay, so the past few days I was doing some research. It's not a lot. It's just me um, reading up uh, several articles that seek to round up the events and um, maybe analyzing the implications, the wider implications to this event. So what I decided to pick on was the Iran protests. Um, Surprisingly... Work wasn't where I first heard of this. I I saw it on um, Instagram. And unfortunately, work didn't break the news as quickly as I hoped. Like, it took a few days. I mean, of course, there are a lot of things happening. I understand. You gotta prioritize their bulletin, what goes in on it. But yeah, I mean, it's quite big, right? So, oh well, so that aside, let me just get into it. I am actually looking at a, my Google Doc that I prepared. There's not much. It's just two pages. I broke it down into context, crackdown, international response, support, how big is it, is this a turning point, reaction. So that's like the top lines. I didn't, I haven't actually um, rearranged it. I just put on things that I thought would be, that I, that I read or I heard, that I thought was um, a good point to have. So... I think we'll just go, we'll just go raw. We'll just talk about it. 
But before I do that, I'm just going to provide context to what happened. So I'm here on an Al Jazeera, I don't know if I pronounced it right, Al Jazeera article. I'm just going to read off to read off the first two, um, the first the first four paragraphs just to provide context for all of us. So, here we go. Protests that erupted in many parts of Iran following the death of a young woman, Masa Amini, entered their 11th day on Tuesday, even as authorities continued to restrict access to the internet. So, this is published on 28th. So, today is 30th. So, it's going to reach the second week of um, protests. The 22-year-old was arrested earlier this, earlier this month in the capital, Tehran, by Iran's so-called morality police for allegedly not following the country's dress code for women. Authorities said she later had a stroke while in custody and died in hospital on September 16, three days after falling into a coma. Amini's family, in interviews with local media, have rejected authorities' claims that she suffered from pre-existing conditions and said she may have been bitten. A state investigation into the cause of her death is expected to turn out results within weeks. In the meantime, protests that began in Amini's hometown of Sakes in Kurdistan province have since spread to most of Iran's 31 provinces. Dozens of people are being believed to have been killed and an unknown number arrested. The authorities have not released official figures yet. Okay, so that's the uh, context of it. So basically contradicting statements from the police, the authorities as well, and then uh, basically what her family um, said doesn't match. So let me just go back to my Google Docs. Okay, so context. So I'm just going to go to the first point I have. Um, I think this was, uh, I got it when I was actually watching the news at work, what they were playing. So they were playing several, like it's like a package wise. So they were playing some sound bites from activists on the ground and also f- those just fight, uh, human rights activists or organizations. So what was said was, it's been four decades of protesting against the hijab ban. So 40 years. Um, so 40 years, what? The, so the 40 years started from, I would say, uh, in 1979, after the Islamic Revolution in Iran. So just to set the timeline, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm wrong, just correct me. This is my understanding of reading bits and pieces every now and then. Okay, so I, one of the first questions I had was the morality police. Like, who who are the morality police, right? I mean, from the name itself, it, it kind of gives an idea, but... Like I wanted to know more about it, so uh, I I went to this econ- economist article. So they were actually explaining what the morality police was in Iran, and on the second paragraph, I think it was the second or the first, but in the earlier earlier paragraphs, there was one that was dedicated to explaining the how public morals were. Um, what was that word? Like kept during the time of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so during the time of the Prophet and I was like wow an economist article talking about this uh, I didn't I didn't like double check but it sounded like it was from proper sources but yeah so if you're all interested just um, google economist uh, public sorry morality police Iran then you'll get to the article I'm not too sure whether they can read it though because I was using my work account so yeah 
So, basically, yeah, just tracing back to the time of the Prophet and saying that, you know, not, I mean, yes, there were, like, it's being regulated, but not to this extent and not to this skill, essentially, that was what it was saying. So, so in Iran, the morality policing arrived after the 1979 revolution. So, um, Ayatollah Khomeini wanted to, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, wanted to kind of rein in the behavior of the citizens after, prior to that, it was a period of secularism, right? So, the formal name, I mean, of course, it's it's not in English, but like the name is Guidance Patrol. So, it was actually established later on in 2005, okay? So, apparently, they have um, thousands of officers, but just the minority are female, okay? So, in terms of the country's dress code, what it mandates is, uh, it, it, it mandates hair to be covered, and you need to wear loose-fitting clothes, okay? So, basically, just, if you know a hijabi woman, just imagine that, and yeah. But loose-fitting clothes, and so, this I also found out that they have a guidance center, which is like a re-education camp. So then, when it okay, sorry, not camp, re-education centers. But exactly when I when I read it, I I really thought of the re-education camps. Re, I'm I'm quoting you know re-education camps that that China has as well, right? So yeah, that just triggered that that thought so they have a guidance center so in that center the like whoever's whoever that got caught by the morality police they, they will um they will bring them back to this um center so basically this is a place where the women are taught how to follow the rules on female clothing it could be for hours it could be for a day you know afterwards they will call the family members to come pick them up so yeah so that was what I found out about the morality police so I was like damn it also made me think about this TikTok that I that I watched so it was on my FYP it was basically also I I, I assume an Iranian woman but she didn't stay in Iran she was there to visit I mean I, I think she came like yeah so she came to visit she wasn't wearing the hijab I think at that moment she, um, but she was with her either a grandmother or a mother but there was a man who was looking at her and approached them and then at once so if I can find that back uh, yeah I'll just kind of refer to it properly but from what I remember basically the man went up to them a man went up to them and then started like asking questions and then immediately once I think once the man came up to them immediately the the family member knew and she was apologizing and like saying sorry, sorry, like we won't do it again, um, etc., etc. So like immediately there was fear inside, and I think they were just taking a walk, and it's not like they were intending to go anyway. I'm not too sure, but yeah. So that was also one that I I saw on TikTok. Okay, so on to the next one, crackdown. So internet restrictions have been imposed for, and I quote, security reasons. So what what is restricted there is uh, WhatsApp is being blocked, Instagram is being blocked, LinkedIn, Skype, and um, yeah. So I mean, this restriction of internet and social media is I, is expected. Um, 
Um, but there was this one line that I saw. I'm not sure where I got it from. I c- it could be from um, Al Al Jazeera or it, yeah, I think it was that. But basically, Elon Musk was in that sentence. I'm just gonna read off. So meanwhile, tech billionaire Elon Musk promised to activate his Starlink satellite internet constellation to allow restrictive free internet to use. To allow restriction-free internet use in Iran has led to trouble. Experts warning that malware claiming to be Starlink software is being deployed by hackers to dupe users. So basically, it's like a VPN or some sort, I, I assume. Yeah, so it's, I mean, Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah, I think he gets himself into random things. But yeah, that aside, okay, I'm just going to go on. That was just a point that I had, so I decided to talk about it. So, I, as I read, I realized that, oh, so Anonymous also, Anonymous um, Group Collective. I think what, I think our, um, I don't know whether it's different, but my view of who the Anonymous is, is like, I, I just think of Mr. Robot for some for some reason. Mr. Robot and uh, Western, basically. So, and I was like, ooh, Anonymous, okay, interesting. Like, there's... I mean, of course there are protests happening in uh, the West. And actually, a lot of the countries are also condemning, as they always do, right, when it comes to the Middle East. Always the first. Yeah, sorry. I mean, of course, they shoot. But, yeah, there's always a, a lot of layers to it. So, I'm just, I'm just talking probably from one of the layers underneath but uh, on this topic itself yes they should be condemning okay if you know me I think I am someone who will go about it and I'll go in circles I don't even know if you (laughs) can actually keep up with me but it's okay I'll just whatever Okay, so anonymous. There were cyber attacks by a Twitter account. Okay, next one, next point. Um, there have been state-organized counter-demonstrations. So just, okay, makes sense. I think what was interesting about this story is um, that some are thinking that this could actually be a turning point. Yeah, I decided to just keep what I had. Yeah, but basically people are saying that this could be a turning point because um, this is considered one of the biggest um, nationwide unrest since 2019. And there are a lot of solidarity demonstrations also happening, like I said, in Europe, in US, and also other parts of the Middle East. And... um, and one activist also likened this to the Berlin Wall. So I'm just quoting her, what she said. So she says this. For the Islamic Republic, the murder of Masa Amini is becoming a tipping point because compulsory hijab is not just a small piece of cloth. It's like the Berlin Wall. And if Iranian women manage to tear this wall down, the Islamic Republic won't exist. So I think just kind of reflecting on that, on, on those words... It's like a rallying call for more support and to, to, to come to come on the side of the protesters but at the same time it's also scary because exactly this 
like what she said, it's like the Berlin Wall for them, right? Like they will wanna for the authorities, they will wanna keep this standing up, and they might do that at all costs. And we have seen how many deaths have come out of the protests. Um, like, red groups are claiming that live ammunition is being directly fired at people. Um, and yeah, so it's. I think, of course, on my end, what we could do is keep sharing to our own own capa- within our own capacity. I haven't been sharing. I think I just. I think, for us being so far away from events that are happening in the world, but to a certain extent, events that meant it to us. In this case, it could be because it's because of women's rights. It, it could be because it's, um, it's like a skewed, to us, it may be a skewed, a skewed uh, perspective or skewed understanding of what Islam should be. And to us, hijab, it's it's something that shouldn't be forced or imposed upon anyone. Religion shouldn't mean something that should be imposed on anyone. So, you know, the we could have differing um, motivations for why something is important, but but I guess, yeah, the guilty, like, for me, I'm so far away, it's... And being bombarded with news every single day, sometimes, I mean, I've, I'm only three week, three months in, but it just, I don't know, it's, uh, I go back home and I just forget about all this, right? So, but yeah, I think what we can do is make dua that that all these protesters are being kept safe. Um, that they're doing it for the right purpose, the right intentions. And yeah. Okay, I won't, I won't say too much about that, but I wanted to kind of segue into this other whole different topic. So I've been watching, I'm still watching actually, I haven't finished it. I'm watching this documentary called The Square. So I googled documentaries to watch on Netflix. And then this came out. This was like the first one to come out. And then it's called The Square. Uh, it's an Oscar-nominated film documentary. So it basically... Um, I'm, I'm halfway through. It basically follows the events uh, of the Egyptian protests. And the start of the Arab Spring, essentially. Right? So I'm still watching it. And I think just protests in general especially when it's against the ruling government or ruling power I think what is always there at the back of my head is who is stepping up it honestly scares me when there's a radical overthrow or radical change to a certain system because there will be a vacuum and things may not necessarily turn out f- better because wrong the, the vacuum falls into the wrong people's hands, right? And, yeah, I mean, just... And I'm saying this as a privileged Southeast Asian woman who that is far away and I... Yeah, but that was what I was thinking, like, all these protests. Of course... Uh, it's different, yeah, they're fighting for uh, different things, but but essentially falls under the same thing, which is 
overthrow of the government, overthrow of the ruler of the leader. So yeah, I that was just that's I just I, I usually my thoughts have no resolutions to it. It's just thoughts just floating around. And yeah, my POV is that this is this is a big thing, right? I haven't actually followed the ones that have been going um, in other parts of the world. It breaks my heart that someone could lose their life within three days just because someone was unhappy about the way they dressed. Um, yeah, I should have mentioned it at the start. It's It's really unnecessary and Unnecessary is an understatement. It's yeah, I, but but yeah. So my thoughts are raw, and uh, I haven't actually processed them much. I haven't actually spoken to anyone much about this to kind of just seek their views. But honestly, as a bystander, I'm not doing anything. I. Honestly, sometimes I feel that I shouldn't. Why, why would we want to talk about it so much? It's like you talk so much. Are you doing anything about it? Is there anything that you're doing to create change within your own, within your own capacity and surroundings and community and stuff like that? So yeah, that's just the things that I sometimes think about that kind of maybe hold me back, and I just end up being neutral about it. So yeah, that's. That's what I have, and um, yeah, bye bye.